0: LETTER NUMBER SEVEN OF THE SILENT STUGOOD LETTERS BY BENJAMIN FRANKLIN THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN GIVE ME THE MUSE WHOSE GENEROUS FORCE, IMPATIENT OF THE reins, PURSUES AN UNATTEMPTED COURSE, BREAKS ALL THE CRITICS' IRON CHAINS. WATTS TO THE AUTHOR OF THE NEW ENGLAND CURRENT SIR, IT HAS BEEN THE COMPLAINT OF MANY ingenious FOREIGNERS WHO HAVE TRAVELED AMONGST US THAT GOOD POETRY IS NOT TO BE EXPECTED IN NEW ENGLAND I am apt to fancy the reason is not because our countrymen are altogether void of a poetical genius nor yet because we have not those advantages of education which other countries have but purely because we do not afford that praise and encouragement which is merited when anything extraordinary of this kind is produced among us upon which consideration i have determined when i meet with a good piece of new england poetry to give it a suitable encomium and thereby endeavour to discover to the world some of its beauties In order to encourage the author to go on and bless the world with more and more excellent productions. There has lately appeared among us a most excellent piece of poetry entitled An Elegy Upon the Much-Lamented Death of Mrs. Mahita Bell Keetle, wife of Mr. John Keetle of Salem, etc. It may justly be said in its praise, without flattery to the author, that it is the most extraordinary piece that ever was wrote in New England. The language is so soft and easy, the expression so moving and pathetic, but above all the verse in numbers so charming and natural that it is almost beyond comparison the muse disdains those links and chains measures and rules of vulgar strains and o'er the laws of harmony a sovereign queen she reigns i find no english author ancient or modern whose elegies may be compared with this in respect to the elegance of style nor smoothness of rhyme and for the affecting part i will leave your readers to judge if ever they read any lines that would sooner make them draw their breath and sigh if not shed tears than these following Come, let us mourn, for we have lost a wife, a daughter, and a sister, who has lately taken flight, and greatly we have missed her. In another place, some little time before she yielded up her breath, she said, I ne'er shall hear one sermon more on earth. She kissed her husband some little time before she expired, then leaned her head the pillow on, just out of breath and tired. But the threefold appellation in the first line, a wife, a daughter, and a sister, must not pass unobserved. That line in the celebrated Watts, "'Gunston the just, the generous, and the young,' is nothing comparable to it. The latter only mentions three qualifications of one person who was deceased, which therefore could raise grief and compassion but for one. Whereas the former, our most excellent poet, gives his reader a sort of an idea of the death of three persons, viz., a wife, a daughter, and a sister, which is three times as great a loss as the death of one, and consequently must raise three times as much grief and compassion in the reader. I should be very much straitened for room if I should attempt to discover even half the excellencies of this elegy which are obvious to me. Yet I cannot omit one observation, which is, that the author has, to his honour, invented a new species of poetry, which wants a name, and was never before known. His muse scorns to be confined to the old measures and limits, or to observe the dull rules of critics. Nor Rapin gives her rules to fly, nor Purcell notes to sing now tis pity that such an excellent piece should not be dignified with a particular name and seeing it cannot justly be called either epic sapphic lyric or pindaric nor any other name yet invented i presume it may in honour and remembrance of the dead be called the Catellic. thus much in the praise of Catellic poetry it is certain that those elegies which are of our own growth and our soil seldom produces any other sort of poetry are by far the greatest part wretchedly dull and ridiculous Now, since it is imagined by many that our poets are honest, well-meaning fellows who do their best, and that if they had but some instructions how to govern fancy with judgment, they would make indifferent good elegies, I shall here subjoin a receipt for that purpose, which was left me as a legacy, among other valuable rarities, by my reverend husband. It is as follows. A Receipt to Make a New England Funeral Elegy For the title of your elegy, of these you may have enough ready-made to your hands, but if you should choose to make it yourself, you must be sure not to omit the word aetatis sue, which will beautify it exceedingly. For the subject of your elegy, take one of your neighbors who has lately departed this life. It is no great matter at what age the party died, but it would be best if he went away suddenly, being killed, drowned, or froze to death. Having chose the person, take all his virtues, excellencies, etc., and if he have not enough, you may borrow some to make up a sufficient quantity. To these add his last words, dying expressions, etc., if they are to be had mix all these together and be sure you strain them well then season all with a handful or two of melancholy expressions such as dreadful deadly cruel cold death unhappy fate weeping eyes etc have mixed all these ingredients well put them into the empty skull of some young harvard but in case you have narrow one at hand you may use your own there let them ferment for the space of a fortnight and by that time they will be incorporated into a body which take out and having prepared a sufficient quantity of double rhymes such as power, flower, quiver, shiver, grieve us, leave us, tell you, excel you, expeditions, physicians, fatigue him, intrigue him, etc. You must spread all upon paper, and if you can procure a scrap of Latin to put at the end, it will garnish it mightily. Then, having affixed your name at the bottom with a maestus composuit, you will have an excellent elegy. Nota bene. This receipt will serve when a female is the subject of your elegy, provided you borrow a greater quantity of virtues, excellencies, etc. Sir, your servant, Silence Duguid. P.S. I shall make no other answers to Hypercarpus's criticism on my last letter than this: Mater mi genuit, pepperit mox filia matrum. The following lines, coming to hand soon after I had received the above letter from Mrs. Duguid, I think it proper to insert them in this paper, that the doctor may at once be paid for his physical rhymes administered to the dead to the sage and immortal dr h k on his incomparable elegy upon the death of mrs Mahita keetel etc a panegyric thou hast great bard in thy mysterious ode gone in a path which ne'er before was trod and freed the world from the vexatious toil of numbers metaphors of wit and style whose childish ornaments and gravely chose the middle way between good verse and prose well might the rhyming tribe the work decline since twas too great for every pen but thine What scribbling mortal dare the bays divide? Thou shalt alone in fame's bright chariot ride. For thou with matchless skill and judgment fraught Hast, learned doggerel, to perfection brought. The loftiest piece renowned law can show Deserves less wonder than to thine we owe. No more shall toms, but henceforth thine shall be The standard of elegec poetry. The healing race thy genius shall admire, And thee to imitate in vain aspire for if by chance a patient you should kill you can embalm his memory with your quill but though some captious critics discommend what they with all their wit can't comprehend and boldly doom to some ignoble use the shining product of thy fertile muse from your exhaustless magazine of sense to their confusion keen replies dispense and them behold with a contemptuous mien since not a bard can boast of such a strain by none but you could kittle's worth be shown and none but your grace self can tell your own then least what is your due should not be said, write your own elegy against your dead Philomusis The New England Current, june twenty fifth, seventeen twenty two. This is the end of letter number seven of the Silence Do good Letters.